Welcome to Disclaimers Aside, a podcast where I share the raw and honest stories of people in my community, Disclaimers Aside. I'm your host, Aisada Amadou, and let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disclaimers Aside. I am recording from my room at home in Orange County. I'm finally on spring break and I actually just got in yesterday. I got in yesterday morning. I left Santa Cruz pretty early in the morning so I had all of yesterday and it feels like I lived three entire days in one day yesterday. But today we are going to be having a conversation with two CEOs of a brand called Naeem Design. And the way that I first discovered Naeem Design is that one of the founders of the brand actually goes to UC Santa Cruz and he's involved in MSA. So that's kind of like how I first came into contact with the brand, but it's a really cool brand. It's basically this design brand that's kind of focused on bringing Arabic calligraphy, Arabic culture and Arabic style and way into mainstream stream design. Again, I don't want to spoil too much of what the episode is about, but it's a really great episode. It's just another conversation with a set of people that are doing amazing things in terms of running a full-time business while also being full-time college students, which is no easy feat. I I can say that just alone speaking from experience, but it is possible to do. And I love hearing when people are able to do things like that. So I learned a lot from this conversation. I'm hoping that you guys learn a little bit of it, even if you aren't necessarily looking to go the entrepreneurial route. There's some good life advice sprinkled in in today's episode. If you guys are interested in shopping Naeem, I know it is Ramadan very, very soon. As I'm recording this, we have two weeks till Ramadan. By the time this episode is out, it's probably already going to be the start of Ramadan. So this is a great time to support Muslim-owned, small Muslim-owned businesses. This is a great site to shop for Eid if you guys are looking for some Eid gifts. So check out the show notes for all of the links that we mentioned in today's episode. But yeah, let's go ahead and just dive into the conversation. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Of course. How are you guys doing this week? I mean, I'm doing great. Uh, I actually just graduated uh, from nursing school, so I got that going for myself. No way! Congratulations. Congrats, yeah, yeah. Bro, thank congrats. you so much. I appreciate it. It, it was a long journey. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Uh, yeah, I was a part of it, so I know how long that journey was, and I know how hard it was. So he <laughs> he's definitely strong for going through all of that. Yeah, and uh, I just finished finals, so I got a little stretch of of a week for myself. So I'm very excited. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm really excited for the start of spring break. So what is something new that you guys have each learned recently? And it can be about anything. It doesn't have to be something you've learned in school. Surrounding yourself around great friends is really going to take you a long way. I mean, they'll be there through your ups and downs. I mean, uh, for me, I, I if through nursing school, um, especially now, because the end is always the hardest they've really been there for me and it just made my life a lot easier so being there and just having a good time really goes a long way i'm on the other spectrum on the other hand i learned a really long time ago that friends are really important to build who you really are this quarter i worked on self-improvement and i worked on reevaluating my confidence and my point of view on life and uh, i think that's helped a lot with with being anxious, with being paranoid, with being worried. Yeah, I think that's definitely elevated my point of view on life. I love both of those things. I think it's important to find a balance. As you mentioned, I think having a community is really important, especially when you're going on like lifelong journeys, like pursuing a career. But also at the same time, you have to learn how to be able to spend time with yourself and sustain yourself on your own and not become codependent on certain people in your life. So it's just like striking the balance between, yeah, both ends. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I understand exactly where you're coming from because I find it I find it very common that people in college uh, and in life in just general have a very difficult time of spending time alone. Um, I don't know if it's about insecurities or paranoia and anxiety, but it is, it is difficult for people to just sit in a room and, and not get worried or paranoid or anxious, you know? So that was definitely my point. That was my, my, my high point for college. Definitely. I always tell people like one thing you need to learn how to be able to do going to college is spend time with yourself. And some people aren't used to that because they're extroverted in nature or 
they've grown up just having a lot of friends and constantly being surrounded by people in high school but then when you go to college it's a time where you're starting over you're probably starting fresh you don't really know anyone and so you have to be okay with being alone and I think it's a way to also just not get into the wrong situation right like I always hear that saying like it's better to be alone than to be surrounded by the wrong people that's a really good point of view exactly I I, I completely i'm on the same wavelength as you at the moment yeah so introduce yourselves and give the audience a two-minute elevator pitch about you guys my name is ziad i am a college student at the university of santa cruz i help run naim design i'm a musician uh, i've started a lot of companies before but this is my favorite one obviously uh, it's the one i talk about most <laughs> and uh, i'm an aspiring surgeon physician so we'll see how that road takes us you know no th thank you for that ziad thank you <laughs> So my name is Laith. I am 23 years old, and I just graduated from Unitech College. It's a private nursing school here in Fremont. They have a bunch of locations, but uh, Fremont was like their first flagship location. So it's kind of like the big boy area. So I'm actually the uh, founder of Naeem. I help design all the all the clothing that happens and everything that goes behind the scenes, the cameras, mm -hmm. photography, the whole shebang. But it's been really fun, the whole the whole journey, and I love every second of it. Yeah, and there's one more person who's part of the brand. He couldn't make it today. His name is Rehan. He goes to Occidental College. He's the financial brains behind the company. So without him, a lot of economical decisions, financial decisions couldn't have been done without him. So yeah, I gotta gotta make sure he's in in this as well yeah he's, he's our go-to guy as well can't let him kill him out 100 <laughs> percent. okay i see so it's a three-man show for everyone who's listening yeah you know it actually started as just ziad and i um and then one of our friends got really interested in it and he asked to uh, be a part of it and we said like absolutely you know every hand uh, helps so uh yeah it's been awesome I'm, i was actually really happy when he had decided to join and talk with us about it no that's really good having that kind of like financial perspective is always important on a team so disclaimers aside what is an unpopular opinion you guys have all right disclaimers aside disclaimers. Um, <laughs> all, all disclaimers yeah you guys aren't gonna get canceled for this one. Oh, okay all right <laughs> okay well look 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 I so I actually learned over the years. I mean, I was that guy that was like, you know, money can never buy you happiness. But honestly, as you get older and you kind of realize, you know, the world we live in, it's the complete opposite. Money can buy you happiness. I mean, look, I'm gonna just put it like this: Are you gonna be happier with a with a Lamborghini or without one? Definitely with a Lamborghini. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but <laughs> <laughs> definitely me. Like, I'm gonna be happier with one. That's 100 percent for sure. You know, and we're not sponsored or anything, by the way. But I'm just uh, saying. <laughs> I mean, there's no collab coming, but uh, <clears throat> Lamborghini, the line's open. Hmm, I see your perspective. I think it depends on your definition of happiness at the end of the day. And I think happiness and like fulfillment are like two different things. That's very true. And there's also like long-term and short-term happiness, right? So I kind of see where you're coming from. I don't know if I 100% agree with it, but I definitely think that like you would be... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimers aside though. <laughs> No, disclaimers aside, I think that at the same time, you do bring up a good point that I think people are very quick to dismiss how important financial stability is, especially I don't know about you guys, but like I'm first gen. And so I really see like how important financial stability is coming from having parents that like came to this country with like nothing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, w I will say, though, having a definitely having a lot of money won't give you total fulfillment, you know, just like what you said. But I will definitely say that, um, you know, what's the point of having all this money when you can't, you know, you can't share the wealth? Uh, because, yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, at least, you know, I would I would love to, you know, share the wealth of my friends, my family. I mean, because, you know, friends are friends are everything and same with family. Um, and I know, like, obviously, you know, self-love is definitely mo very important in one's life. But uh, for me, at least uh, having, you know, quality uh, friends and family is very important, especially when it comes to, um, you know, gift giving and sharing the wealth and just sharing the love all around. Yeah, I mean, it's it's real. It's real. But that, that's enough about me. I want to hear what Ziad says, because, you know, this guy, sometimes he'd be keeping some stuff from me. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> oh, my God. OK, well, personally, I think a lot of people find it very difficult on um, 
thinking about them first. I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but a lot of people that I've talked to in my my recent years forget themselves. And, and I'm, I'm talking more about connecting it more to the brand about like fashion. A lot of people forget that, you know, the first impression actually does matter. I think that's that's the opinion that I have. The first impression does matter. Unfortunately, people are judgmental. And even if you train yourself not to be judgmental, there's always something in, in the back of your mind that will cause you to like or not like someone from the first impression. So what I mean more specifically is like what you wear, um, how you speak, how you carry yourself, the confidence you have, the music you listen to. And that's why I wanted to start the brand because like I feel like a lot of people uh, around me have a lot of difficulty finding who they are. And they try to conform and wear different things to show a, a different side though, so they can they can have a better first uh, impression. So wearing Naeem helped me cope with that. You know, it, it helped me show people my first impression. You know, I know people's first impression is I'm wearing Arabic clothes. I'm wearing Naeem design. This is my company. And I feel like it really carries me to a different level when when I introduce myself to people. So that's my un unpopular opinion. You know, first impression does matter. Uh, and I think you should keep care of yourself and make sure that you're wearing, listening, and, and doing the things that you like and not what other people like. I actually really love that. And you are always wearing the name design. Like everywhere you, I see you on campus, it's always repping. Always. I'm a walking advertisement. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> Hey, that's what he gets. That's what he gets paid to do. So he better. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys are business partner partners, but you've also you're also friends, which can get complicated sometimes. So how long have you guys been friends for? Unfortunately, too long. Okay, no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think it all started like back in middle school or something. I've known you since like elementary or. Can, like I've known you since I was a baby. Like I was straight up in my diapers, and you'd just bully me in the. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I haven't known you for that long, pal. Yeah, relax, relax, relax. No, no. Um, I well, I'll tell you where we did first meet and kind of, kind of get along. Uh, but it was actually back in our uh in our Muslim community, uh, the Yasin Foundation. They have this uh new location uh, uh called the YBC. It's in Burlingame. They actually have been working on it for well over like what I want to say like eight years now or something it's been a while but uh they built it from the ground up it's become a really amazing place but that's where I actually found like majority of my Muslim friends and peers um was through that community and I really thank them for that one of them I definitely think is like you know somebody like Ziad who's just been there for me uh, with me for a really long time you know the long haul but fu funny fact actually I actually hated this guy when I first <laughs> met him <laughs> well, hey. This guy would bully me in the mosque, bro. He'd come up and straight up give me a full-on wedgie. I'm not talking about okay, a normal wedgie. Okay. He'd literally carry me up to the sky, bro. <laughs> I'd be crying for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's the, that's how all good friendships start off with. You always start off with like en as enemies first. And that's how you know it's a good friendship. Oh, yeah. Sheer enemies. Enemies from the start. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I thought this guy was the absolutely most annoying person on planet Earth. Like, All right, okay, we got oh, okay, it. okay. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. We're still going on this, oh, but okay. yeah, no. But okay. I mean, I mean, all jokes aside, though. Like, definitely. I mean, uh, you know, he's just he's been a great friend since day one. And of course, you know, with being friends, uh, there are definitely some complications, especially when it comes to being business partners. Yeah. And, you know, there's a famous saying, you know, that friends in business don't mix, but we're trying to kind of, you know, we're trying to break that, uh, that, you know, statement. First thing that we said when we were about to start the thing was, um, is this going to ruin our friendship? And we both agreed that we wanted to prove that, I guess, that ideology wrong. So I don't know if that says anything, but we were ready. We were ready for this. No, that's really important that you guys had that conversation really early on because it can get complicated. But I think it is possible to have a business with someone like a close friend or a family member, as long as you guys have like the right intentions going into it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, of course, like you, you just have to get get things out of the way, like, you know, the, uh, the how the money did, uh, who's going to be taking charge, stuff like that. You want to just get that out of the way, like from the get go, you don't want to talk about it, you know, when, um, <clears throat> you're really far deep into, you know, a big project uh, such as something like Naeem. 
So, you know, it's really important to get those things out of the way. Just kind of, you'll clear the air. So when did you guys first decide you wanted to start a clothing brand? Was it kind of like more of a spontaneous decision or something that had months and years of planning in the making? All right. Funny fact for the, for the huge fans out there, it was started in front of a McDonald's. McDonald's. Okay. Yeah, it started in front of a McDonald's, but I think later we'll, we'll go into more in depth. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, yeah, partial, partial, <laughs> partial uh, of that is true. Basically, uh, this is going to sound like so stereotype, like so cheesy, but it, it basically started off of a dream. Um, oh I, okay, okay. Oh my God. This guy. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Wait, wait there, cowboy. Look, basically, uh, I was on, uh, I was on Instagram like the night before and I was looking at all these clothing brands and, um, you know, there's there's some like there's some other Arabic brands out there that are very good and, you know, they know what they're doing. So I kind of got inspired off of that. But the thing is, is that um, they tailor to like just a certain type of audience, you know, and that'll be like just to like, oh, like only people who are Muslim or only people that are, um, you know, a certain type of ethnicity or race. But there was no like general middle ground for like, oh, like everybody can wear this, you know, or this is like, you know, we don't discriminate around here. You know what I'm saying? But I woke up the next day and, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, like we should do something like this. And I feel like we could do a really good job. So I called up, you know, Ziad and my other friends and I was like, hey, would you guys be down to a, a clothing brand? You know, of course, you have the, some of the friends that are like, oh, like they're not really interested. And then, of course, there's some that are like, yeah, 100 percent. I'm with you all the way. And one of those be- guys being Ziad. And um, so, yeah, we started off of that. Let me say, there's a difference of the people who say, yeah, I want to start it. And the people who say, yeah, I want to start it. Let's do it right now. All right. There's a lot of people who talk, who talk the talk, but they don't walk the walk. All right. Okay. This guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then, yeah. Okay. To speak on the McDonald's thing. All right. uh, We pretty much sat (laughs) and sat outside of a McDonald's at like two in the morning. And we were uh, discussing about how we're going to come up with this. And uh, what we're going to do and, you know, just all the all the nitty gritty details about Naeem. Okay. So it sounds like you guys are serious about it, which is good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like thousand percent. And of course, of course, you have your ups and downs and you're just thinking to yourself like, oh, man, like, is this really for me or should I even continue doing this? But it's it's all it's all part of the journey. It's all part of the journey, you know, so it's going to happen. Uh, there is, you know, no such thing as a, a sunny day every day. You're going to have those rainy nights. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been great, though. When did you guys start the brand, by the way? So we started the brand about a year and a half ago. I would say like the first post, first item we had was definitely like a year and a half ago, according to Instagram. Uh, I Definitely the idea behind it was longer than a year and a half. I think it took a really long time to first, like how to start a business the manufacturers behind it, the ideologies behind it, the intentions we wanted to get out of the clothing and the meaning that we wanted to get out of it, the type of quality, what pricing, you know, you really have to think about all of these things that we didn't expect to have to think about when we wanted to start the brand from the beginning. So it was definitely a process, but it so far officially a year and a half. Speaking of intention, for anyone who doesn't know what Naeem is, Tell us about the brand and what your guys' main intention behind it was. Naeem Design is a design company um, inspired by many other design companies around us that want to make Arabic calligraphy mainstream. You know, we always see kanji script and 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 a lot of Asian culture being it 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 blew up in America. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest. It did blow up, and every time I see a design, let's say with Nike with a little bit of kanji script, that thing sells out, and I can't even get a pair. And honestly, I want to make Arabic calligraphy that hype again. I want to bring it back to the mainstream and and really make it something that not only Arabic people or Muslim people or or people of color or, you know, it should be a thing that everyone should share. Everyone should idealize. And I want to be that that first step forward for that uh, for that adventure. That's really cool. I I definitely agree that you you definitely see a huge shift recently and a lot of like Asian culture becoming a lot more mainstream. So I would love to see more Arabic culture 
become more widespread because it's such a beautiful culture and I think also something I admire about it is that it it does cross boundaries of like different regions globally it's not something that's like restricted to the Middle East or Saudi Arabia like there's this huge misconception that the Arabic language for example is not spoken in continents like Africa and so people get hella confused when I tell them that like I'm West African but I'm also Muslim and that my you know family speaks Arabic so I think it's really cool yeah no and I really appreciate it but that that's very that's awesome to hear and exactly I mean you you literally just hit the nail on the head where people have this ideology that oh Arabic is only spoken in the Middle East well it's like it's not it's actually a very very popular uh, language and that's another thing is that you know communication is done through language so we want to you know put that out there and especially with arabic because arabic is a very beautiful language especially the way it's written too that's the main part of it and that's you know what brings the brand all together and just the artwork that comes out with it i mean right now we're just kind of you know uh, being very minimal about our designs but uh, eventually we will start to become more uh, complex and you know a little more like uh, extroverted with it but it's a very beautiful language overall. It can be as simple as you want or as complex and just out there out there as you want. Speaking about the name too, Naim is it's not just a name, but it's actually a place. Um, it's called the uh, Haldika Naim, which is the Garden of Naim. And this is actually the sixth level of heaven. It's, you know, it's, it comes more than just a name. It's, you know, actually like a place to be. And, you know, like, inshallah, like that's somewhere where like, you know, we, we all can end up going to. Um, so it's it's very beautiful overall. I think the meaning behind it is amazing. It doesn't mean just bliss. You know, there's a lot more behind it. So just the context of the name itself is really amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I think it has a really cool meaning and intentionality behind it. And I think that's something that when I look at different brands as a content creator, one thing that I admire is when brands have kind of a story behind it. So I think that is really cool. A hundred percent. I mean, the story is what brings it all together. I'll be honest, you know, because anybody can. Yeah, yeah, because anybody can just make anything and say, oh, I think this is cool. You know, you know, you have to have like actual meaning behind it. That's what makes you want to love love something even more. I'll just say a quick example. Uh, Michael Jordan, his shoes are so popular, but people don't wear it just because like, oh, the shoe is cool or the colorways are amazing. No, they wear it because once upon a time, a famous, famous athlete known worldwide wore these shoes too. Um, and he played in them and he played absolutely amazing. Oh, you, you think the man wasn't human. The way the way he just, the, the, the way the dude was flying in the air and just, you know, really like making them baskets. So that's an, the whole main reason why people wear Jordans from the get-go. It's not just because they look nice. It's because once upon a time, this icon was wearing it on his feet as well and you know that's something that you know people have to understand that you know you can't just do it because you want to just do it you have to have it come from the heart you know there has to be a story behind it and of course who doesn't like to hear a story that's a really good point so when you guys first started what was the reaction like from friends and family I'm 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 gonna let uh Zia take this one because he got he got quite the reaction. Okay, well, as I said earlier, I started a lot of companies before, so you know my parents took this as. Oh wait, really? Well, yeah, yeah. I had I mean nothing too major, but I've had like a Minecraft building business, which sounds stupid, but actually brought in a lot of income. And I've also had a lot of other idea ideas. I had like a graphics company at one point, a, a video editing company at one point. I was a content creator at one point. I started, I still make music. So that's another form of, of a company, I guess. It takes a lot of time. So I do a lot of things. So when I told my parents about this one, it was just another stone in the pool or whatever it's called. You know, it was just, it was just another, it was another addition on top of whatever I, I had. So it wasn't a shock to them. It wasn't something new to them. But something new that did happen was my mom. All right. <laughs> and still to this day, still to this day, she laughs. And she's always like, oh, my God, you know, there's people that do this already. Why do you have to do this? Uh, you know, this is such a risky thing. You know, you're going to get your 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 name on the IRS forms. You know, the, the tax governments are going to know who you are, you know. It's just like a whole process of unknown that she doesn't just she's not comfortable with. But the thing is, when the new designs come in, she changes. You know, she's like, can I have two? Yeah, all of a sudden. <laughs> all of a all sudden. Of a sudden. <laughs>
Nah, all of a sudden, yeah, that, that was that was absolutely ridiculous. Sa- same with my mom too, which is hilarious. I don't know why it's 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 always the moms for some reason, for some but reason. <laughs> but for me at least, uh, my mom kind of had the same idea. Where um, so I actually uh, have a cousin for my uh, mom's side. He kind of does the same thing with uh, clothing, but in a very very different context. <laughs> it's actually the complete opposite of what we do. This dude actually will uh, buy t-shirts from amazon and then just resell them not amazon yeah <laughs> exactly no and so i was like no no mom like th- there's gonna be like actual design process behind this like this is gonna be like our stuff we're gonna get like a supplier you know they're gonna make the clothes the whole the whole shebang so after explaining it to her she kind of understood like oh okay okay you know i thought you was gonna be a reseller i'm like no no <laughs> definitely not definitely no, not no. My dad, on the other hand, he actually had a positive reaction to it. He because my dad is huge in Arabic calligraphy. I mean, I, sometimes I'll catch this guy in his room, just uh, you know, practicing writing on a with a pen and paper. So uh, he was totally behind it, and he really loved just the whole uh, aspect behind it, and the whole you know the storyline behind it as well, of course. So he was totally for it. But my mom, on the other hand, I had to do some uh, some convincing. That's for sure. One hundred percent. And she doesn't just buy one. She'll she'll buy the whole box. <laughs> she'll bring it over to her clinic and she'll resell it to all her friends and she'd send it to all my family members. So, you know, she may be the biggest hater, but it's because, you know, she loves me. So she wants the best for me. And and uh, I respect that. That's why I take what she says seriously, because sometimes there's some truth to it. You know, it it's not easy starting a, a company or doing something that you really want. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like our parents are going to be our biggest supporters. They just want the best for us. But sometimes you just have to kind of like explain your idea and really just like share your vision when you're starting like a new business endeavor. And then they'll come around and they'll be your biggest supporters. Like as you mentioned, your mom's yad buying like your designs right when they come out. My mom is definitely the same because like when I told her I wanted to start a podcast, she was like, aren't you doing enough with the YouTube? And she was like, I feel like this is going to be a lot of work. And I'm like, it is going to be a lot of work. Don't worry. But like, it's going to be worth it. And now, like, every time an episode comes out, she's one of the first people to listen to it. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, yeah, my mom was like, definitely, uh, this is a no-go. You know, uh, she's like, what are, what are you doing? You know, I'm like, Ma, like, don't worry. I'm still going to I'm still gonna go to school, you know? Like, don't worry. <laughs> uh, I'm still going to get my education. But, you know, I, I like to do this on the side. You know, I think it'd be really fun. Um, but yeah, exactly. Eventually, the moment the first parcel comes in, oh, let me get a size of everything. I'm like, oh, yeah. all of a sudden. All, all of a sudden. sudden. <laughs> exactly. They'll tell you things that like other people would never tell you. As you guys have mentioned, you guys call the brand Naeem. So from the beginning, was this like the the name or did you guys have like a list of names that you went through? I will say that it wasn't like this huge list of like, oh man, we got to review this for days. No, no. Um, okay, so this is kind of where the McDonald's part comes in. Yeah. <laughs> Not the McDonald's. No, I'm hey, McDonald's really inspired us, all right? Yeah. You know, we had some great ideas happening the over Mc there. Cafe and the McChicken right in front of you, you start making actual intelligent decisions. I mean, look, all I'm going to say is when you take that first sip of the McDonald's Sprite, it's that's it. You <laughs> you become you become 400 IQ like really big brain. Uh but anyways, anyway, so as we were uh at McDonald's, we were like, okay, you know what? We got to come up with a name. And we're like, okay, what should we do? Or like, what should we say? And we're like, okay, uh, I don't know. It's got to be kind of like cool or fancy or something like that. So it's got to sound good. That was the important part. It's got to sound good. Oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. It's got to be easy for people to say. That was important. Easy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good, definitely, I remember that. Um, and it was like, it had to be easy to say. And it had to be Arabic, of course, you know, because like that's what the whole brand is about. Uh, we can't just, you know, give it this like super Americanized name. Uh, it would kind of throw off the whole vibe. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, look at guys like, you know, like Louis Vuitton, you know, it's like, you know, obviously it's a French brand. So, uh, you know, they're going to name it a French name. <laughs> you know? um, well, I'm not going to name it. That it is the actual person. But you kind of get what I'm trying to get here. Actually, the initial name was going to be like Chujet. <laughs> that was original. Don't laugh. Yeah, don't laugh, bro. All right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Shujet is actually Arabic for bravery. Yeah, we were like, okay, well, the meaning is cool. Uh, it's pretty fancy, and I don't think it's that hard, it's hard to say. Um, and we're like, hmm, like maybe. And luckily, actually, we had an Ameri- like a American friend with us, and he kind of was like, you know, our 
our middle groundbreaker of like, you know, hmm, like, let me think about it. So it was actually kind of good that we brought him there. Anyway, so we told him about it and he was like, I don't know. Uh, okay. I mean, it's not too bad. And then uh, one of our other friends was like, okay, well, how about like, uh, like, well, how do you say bliss in Arabic? And I was like, oh, like Naeem. And then he's like, yeah, yeah, like Naeem. That's a good one. And then I'm like, okay, so what do you think, bro? And then like Ziad was like, okay, actually, yeah, like it's kind of cool. Like we were warming up to it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't like it like right off the bat. And we told our American friend, like, what do you think? And he said, like, yeah, Naeem. He's like, yeah, I mean, it's easy to say. It's actually pretty cool. He's like, I'll be honest. I kind of like it better than the other one. We're like, all right, buddy. All right. (laughs) So we just said, like, okay, you know what? I think we'll go with Naeem. And honestly, it was a great decision there. Yeah. Uh, It was really a 50-50. Amazing decision with Naeem because I have really grown up to the name, and I like it a lot. I can say the same for Ziad. And whenever we bring it up to people, that's the first thing they said. They're like, you guys nailed it with the name. Like, I'll give you that. The name is everything. And, you know, we get a lot of positive feedback from it. And it's really awesome. I'm really happy about it. Yeah, I think the name definitely better than the first one. The first one sounds a little, I don't know, it sounds a little stuffy when you say it out loud. But I like Naeem. It sounds very, like, clean, slick. Definitely. We liked that name a little bit. We wanted to consider that name because it sounded tough. Like, it sounded like like Shujet, you know, you could you could probably say it. it. It felt like cool in a way. Well, Naeem's felt more smooth, blissful, like easier to say. But Shujet felt like rough and and just like, I don't know, it, it had this kind of like roughness to it that made it cool. But I mean, at the end of the day, Naeem is way better. I, I will I will say this one thing. Uh, what we did was actually to kind of like practice, <laughs> practice the name. But we would uh, pair the name up with other brands like other big oh, name brands yeah, yeah yeah that's true yeah we're like okay hum like how would like uh like if we did a collaboration with like you know like hey maybe one day knock on wood like with like nike or something okay we're like nike x sujet we're like oh does, does it doesn't yeah, yeah does it really like doesn't really roll off the tongue you know very nicely Okay, but like Nike X Naeem would be perfect. Nike Naeem. Exactly. And XN. Inshallah, yeah, exactly, exactly, inshallah. So we're like, okay, well, what about like, hmm, like, okay, well, what about Naeem, uh, Nike X Naeem? We're like, okay, that sounds a lot nicer, you know, very just smooth. (laughs) So we're like, all right, this is, you know, very, very buttery smooth. So we're going to go with this one. All right. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of how we ended up thinking about the name. Just uh, obviously like how it just rolls off the tongue. There you have it. It was Naeem. So now let's talk about the actual process. Take me through what it's like getting the brand up and running. Well, as said earlier, you know, you have an idea. Some people talk the talk and some people walk the walk. But honestly, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of time, a lot of work and a lot of patience. I think the the skill that all of us have that you know, we're really good talkers, all three of us, you know, we sit down for hours and we comb through every aspect, every thought, every idea very well. And we look at it from every angle. And I think that's what makes Naeem, at least for what it is so far in the year and a half that we've had so successful. We look at everything at every single angle imaginable. We talk about every single aspect possible. So when we do a decision, when we come through with a decision, it's with every intention the, the every right intention with every sensible sen- uh like uh, decision that we've made and agreed upon when it comes to making a brand you don't just need to make the stuff first we need to design the designs and that takes a lot of story writing history research it takes a lot of actually writing the calligraphy in a good manner actually placing the things in a good way that people actually like it not just arabic people but uh, everyone you know that's the point of the brand and on top of that we have to make all the sizing so we reference a lot of other clothes that we wear all the time uh, materials we control every aspect uh, if it's going to be vintage wash if it's going to have a newer look if it's going to be a tighter knit if it's going to be a lighter weight and then on top of that, we have to find the right manufacturer. If they understand, you know, the ideas that we're going through, um, the ide- ideologies and philosophies that we're trying to put through with the clothing, whether or not they're going to actually provide the quality that we want and with the pricing that we need so we can actually sell it at a, at a, at a price that we would buy. And then on top of that, now you get the hardest part, which is, you know, social media marketing, actually telling people about what we are and what we do. 
I think that's the hardest part to be honest. So, you know, it was a really long journey and that's why it, it takes a really long time to start a company. We, we talked about this all the time that we know in the first two, three, four years that we won't even make a penny. And honestly, we have an agreement written down that every single thing that we make is going straight back to the company to make sure that we can get, you know, this idea off the ground as fast and successful as possible. So it takes a lot of time and I don't think anyone is ready for it, even if you say you are ready for it. But yeah, that's that's what it takes. I think patience is is a really important virtue in any type of like business endeavor. And again, like starting any business, even a traditional business like your guys's or a content creation business, like it takes a long time to see profit. But that doesn't mean that that should be a sign for you to give up. Because at the end of the day, inshallah, it will come at some point. But all that matters is that you just continue working towards that place. 100%. I mean, you should just really never give up. It will always start off slow. And that's how it's just always going to be. They always say, like, you should never expect any profits, like, within the first, like, two to three years almost, you know. Uh, sometimes sometimes you'll come in, you'll, you'll, you know, if you're doing really well for yourself, you do it, like, within, like, the one or two years. But... It's all about marketing and just getting your name out there. People want to know who you are. You know, nobody knows who you are. So you got to, you know, introduce yourself and be like, hey, this is my name and this is what I do. And this is uh, the company that I'm running. You guys recently did something that I think was cool. You guys did like a pop up at UCR, right? Oh, yeah. Let me talk about that one for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. I go to UC Santa Cruz and Lath goes to Fremont. Um, so it was, we're really far away from UC Riverside, but we heard about an event through some friends that we had that the Pakistani student association was going to have an event as actually a mock shadi. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but it's basically a, a fake wed a fake wedding, but it's in the P Pakistani tradition and culture, you know? So they had like a fake bride and groom They had everyone come down from all the SoCal universities. I don't go to a SoCal university, but I heard about it. And guess what? I drove down seven and a half hours. Uh, there was a little bit of traffic. It was snowing on the way there. <laughs> so I actually contacted the president of UCR, the uh, of the Pakistani Student Association, and they told me nothing, actually. I contacted them. I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm coming over to, can we do some sort of collaboration? You know, we could, we could do some sort of agreement here, you know. Uh, they never answered. So when I drove all the way down there, they were like, uh, who are you? <laughs> I was like, no way. I drove seven and a half hours. So I set up the table anyways and my god the engagement was crazy people loved seeing you know their language on 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 a shirt and not just on a shirt but a really high quality shirt that actually looked good and, and people really liked that and even though people didn't support they still showed uh support through following the instagram and telling their friends and for some reason that event was huge for us because all of a sudden i'm walking around with this naeem and everybody knows what it is all of a sudden like three days ago i was at the cafeteria and like three different people told me oh my god is that naeem they didn't even know who i was but they knew what the sweater was i had to tell them that i made i made the sweater so th that was a very successful event and i i think it's really helped uh throw us up there i guess in terms of marketing and people knowing who we were 100 percent. marketing is all about just reaching different audiences that you don't have access to and as someone who's from socal like i know for a fact like ucr has so many muslims uh, so many brown people so they're gonna come support the community as you guys saw at the event and i think that was a really smart decision to like come down um, especially at a college campus because word of mouth is crazy Yes. Yeah. You can say that again. I mean, it was a seven and a half hour drive, a huge risk because they never answered. And I still decided to go because I once again, I really want to make this thing, you know, come off the ground. And I want to see people, you know, wearing my stuff and, and sharing the same ideas as us. You know, I, I'm 100 percent sure a lot of people agree that they want to see Arabic culture, you know, a Arabic calligraphy and language just sprout and become the next big thing. So. So switching gears, you guys are both full-time college students. I know, Laith, you just graduated. Congratulations again. I would say, what is it like balancing college, nursing school, and managing Naeem? It is definitely uh, a fight you have to, you know, really endure and think about because <laughs> it's a big one. It's it's not easy. I'm, I'm going to be, like, really honest uh, and, you know, no filter. I'm not going to say that. Oh, no, it's easy. Just, you know, have some time management. It, it's difficult because you can't just set what you're trying to, you know, 
make become this big thing aside and not give it any attention you do have to still like look at it from time to time and i think i'd be lying if i didn't if i said that oh yeah i, I don't think about naeem you know during school it's like it's always on my it's always on my mind i actually um my last like month or so of like finals and like just getting ready for uh, my big exams i had to go on like this hiatus of like <laughs> you know just uh you know do not disturb literally my whole my like everybody i know uh the only people i was talking to was like my family members who i live with so you know, i kind of have to talk to them <laughs> <laughs> i just told my friends and i told of course like uh ziad and and rayhan that like hey guys you know what uh i'm not gonna like touch base on naeem too much just because like i have to focus on school right now because at the end of the day this is my life too you know so i have to focus on my education you know i need to get somewhere you know have a degree under my belt um naeem is gonna you know try one day like become a big thing but like of course, you know, I need to have like a main idea of like what I'm trying to do, which is nursing. So it's not easy. Time management is everything, though. But you have to you just have to understand your priorities, you know, and I would say that over time management, honestly, because when you get your priorities straight and you think of like, OK, what's more important right now? Oh, you know, my school. OK, let me do that first and then I'll do this second and this third. So it's really all about just like lining up what is more important, what's least important and get those out of the way and you'll become very successful in life. But it definitely wasn't easy. I mean, like I said, I literally had to stop talking to my own friends, uh, which I mean, wasn't like, you know, it was kind of a burden, but I mean, it's the ad. So like, you know, like it wasn't that hard, you know, but like, okay, (laughs) God, this guy, unbelievable. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, it was great not talking to him for a while. (laughs) No, I guess my perspective on it is, damn, it's hard. It's really hard. (laughs) I've had like probably the hardest quarter that I've ever had in school uh, and balancing clothing, like a whole company, because this is the most serious thing I've ever had in my life. This is this is so serious. I mean, even even the government's yelling at us over here for, for tax, you know, so it's it's a really serious thing. But I think what helps the most and I have a few friends, actually. There's one of my friends, Ben, in Surrender. He has his own clothing brand called Surrender. This guy is a one-man army. He's going through school, and he's running this way bigger company than me. Same exact, not same exact ideology, but he's doing a clothing business as well, and he's doing it all by himself. I have no idea how, he's do, how he does it. He's in his dorm, and he packages like hundreds of packages. He designs hundreds of items. You know, that guy's a powerhouse. For me, personally, I don't know how he does that you know props to him and that's why he's so successful successful but personally i think what's leading to naeem's success and why i think i'm seeing more of naeem now uh, growing more than ever is we have three people on on standby you know if one person's got you know a hiatus in nursing school we got two other people who may not be as busy as as him to you know take on those roles that he's he's carrying and uh, keep the company thriving while he's on standby. So I think that's where it comes in. You know, although having friendships and businesses is tough, I think it does have its pluses. And, and this is one of the biggest positives that I've seen so far with having friends in business. That was all really good advice. I think prioritizing is so important because you'll have different seasons of your life where like you'll have more time to focus on certain elements. Like I'm thinking like of a year ago, for example, when like college was a hundred percent online we were in quarantine there's a lot more time to pursue more entrepreneurial routes whereas now that things are like pretty much back fully in person and like fully in in the swing of things it's harder to maintain businesses but at the end of the day like you have to prioritize in that moment what is most important and if that's school that's school and you'll have time for the other aspects of your life eventually yeah, I'm sure you know best. I mean, you've got a lot of tasks at, at hand. The podcast, the YouTube, the Instagram. I mean, you're a powerhouse as well. So congrats to you for all this. And uh, keep, it, keep it going because I do see a bright future for you. I'm, I'm going to be honest. Thank you. Thank you so much. I, I did want to say this, that your your friends will understand your success. They They want to see you succeed, you know. Same with your family. I mean, if you have to take time for yourself and say, hey, guys, I'm going to, you know, be stepping aside for a little bit. I have to like really focus on my own. You know, your your true friends will say like, all right, take as much time as you need. We're going to be here. Your friends will be there. You know, they're not going to ab- abandon you if they're, you know, true friends, of course, you know, but of course, majority of the time they won't. You know, they're going to be there for you. And 
just taking time for yourself and saying like, you know, I need to, you know, get my things organized, you know, right now they're just out of place. They'll understand. Of course, like for me and with Ziad and Rayhan and my bunch of my other friends, I was very grateful for that. Like they totally understood. Even <laughs> even our own supplier. Like I, I'm, <laughs> yeah, because because I'm. Shout out Jenny. <laughs> yeah, shout out Jenny. You know, but uh, so I I messaged her. I was like, hey Jenny, like look, I'm actually gonna have to put you on like you know <laughs> on block mode right now because <laughs> I can't I can't talk to you right now. I'm I'm way too busy with school. She totally understood. She's like, all right, you know what? That's awesome. I'll be here. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be waiting, you know? I was like, all right, thank you. Great. And that, yeah, that was that. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm very grateful for it. I mean, that's probably the number one thing I can say alhamdulillah for is that, you know, having amazing people in my life um, and, you know, because people are just a beautiful thing. And when you have certain folks like that, you, you will really like truly appreciate your life. I think any partnership, each person brings different things to the table. As you guys mentioned, you guys have certain different capacities. So would you guys say that you guys focus on different roles at times in the company? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think it would be very distraught and disorganized if we didn't, you know, kind of sit down and say like, okay, who's going to take charge in this? Who's going to be doing that? You know, just kind of like really understand of like where everyone is at or like where uh, people's highest skills are in this, uh, you know, certain department. So for like myself, I am like, as I, I think I mentioned this earlier where I do the designing. I also do the photography and, uh, just some of the other like small things when it comes to like the details. Also, as I just mentioned, um, with Jenny, I'm actually the person who talks to the supplier. So when it comes to materials or just kind of like what we're trying to do with certain prints, like I do want to embroidered puff print chenille, those type of things, it's going to be me. I'm the guy that like, you know, we'll have to talk to her about that. Uh, just because I, I have a little bit, I'm a little bit more knowledgeable when it comes to materials. Um, so it would be me. And then like, like we mentioned, uh, our boy Rayhan, uh, he actually, you know, like he's our finance guy. So like, I mean, if it were me, like, I mean, the the company would probably go bankrupt. Okay. Like, I'll be honest, you know, so he's, yeah, he's our money guy. So he knows, you know, what's going on. And then we have Ziad, you know, he's the marketing and advertisements. And I say just general purpose. He has a hand in everything also with designing too, but yeah, just everyone has a kind of a role in like every situation. And I think it's really like helped, uh, help, honestly helped the company a lot. Like, wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. 100%. I, I mean, at first it was just late and I, and we were both working on designs and, uh, and, and like the whole come like just the whole back end. And then Rayhan came on and just after he showed his expertise in finance, we all stood back from that and let him take it. And we thought about it. We're like, you know what? I think we should all have different roles from there. Efficiency has gone up hundred percent. I mean, we have so many, we have so many little sections in our company that are so well organized and thought out because of these roles. They are really important. That's something I've definitely learned just from like, I'm doing an internship at Santa Cruz mm -hmm. and roles are really important. I, and I really see that in some of the other interns and what they're, they're, role is um so you guys mentioned earlier that you guys started a year and a half ago i believe that was still during the pandemic how would you say the pandemic impacted your guys's business do we know anything different because we've been working only in the COVID time that's kind of true yeah i mean I, I at least from like my perspective i don't think i mean i don't know would you say like it impacted it like really harshly like i mean honestly i would say like because of covid we do everything online and honestly, without COVID, we'd still do everything online. <laughs> so nothing really has changed. And we're still planning to do pop-up shops as well. So COVID hasn't really caused like issues because I think that's the only thing we know. I will say this one thing, though, really yeah. quickly, is that I feel like it honestly probably helped us, like, ironically. <laughs> I'm not saying that, like, in a nice way, but I'm saying it as in, like, because we were so, like, stationed in quarantine for, like, quite a while that we just were like okay well we got nothing else better to do exactly. so <laughs> that's all we like, knew so we were just so bored yeah so we're like you know what like okay let's just like continue like working on naeem and just you know we actually have this huge vault um we have a huge drive where we just uh whenever somebody has an idea or a design they just throw it in that vault and then like at the end of the day we will all look at it and be like okay you know what we could do this we could do that so if anything, like, I want to say COVID was, like, kind of a good thing for us uh, just because that, you know, we were able to, like, sit down and really, like, get our ideas together and just, like, 
focus on like what we needed to do um because yeah there wasn't much like going out or you know going to public places and we don't have a physical shop other than what was yes which is like the pop-ups so you know everything yeah everything is done online so <laughs> i mean it is what it is it's, it's really like i don't think it impacted it too much and I'm going to tell you, like, I'm not surprised by your response because I feel like during the pandemic, it gave people the time and space to explore entrepreneur, entrepreneurial, oh my God, I can't say this word, entrepreneurial routes that they wouldn't have otherwise had the time or the space to explore. And also during the pandemic, I remember like very early pandemic, there was like this huge trend on like YouTube, Instagram, social media where people wanted to support small businesses. And so I feel like in those ways that helped business small smaller businesses grow and develop. But then at the same time, I know that because of COVID, a lot of things in terms of like shipping and manufacturing slowed down. So that's why I asked that question. Okay, yeah. Well, thinking about it more, more perspectively, yeah, a manufacturing has been a pain because of COVID. But then again, that's all we knew. Shipping is... A pain in the butt so that is a problem but again yeah i'm gonna say it again that's all we knew um, i will say though like looking at it from a marketing perspective it's almost like the best time to get into clothing because it seems like all of a sudden people like fashion i don't know I, it seems like people all of a sudden have figured out what what off-white is nike and 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 have taken more perspective on combining cultures with with fashion i think I don't know if, if that's ever been done before, but I feel like it has really spiked, especially because of TikTok. You know, all these fashion gurus who are wearing these like Rick uh, uh, fashion pieces, like Rick Converse, like spiked in popularity. And then you got these Nike uh, collaborations with these really awesome designers. And then you have Cause coming out of nowhere with his cool perspective on colors and geometry. And then you have Murakami, who freaking came out of nowhere as well and all of it all of a sudden people are like combining these two and then they started getting nfts in the in the in the picture and people all of a sudden loving art and jpegs and it's like it's like where did this hype come from it came from nowhere so i think it was a good good point to start yeah yeah i, I think uh i think you make a good point on that yeah you're definitely right i think with the pandemic i honestly i don't know about you guys but i actually saw like a bunch of these startup brands coming out yeah. especially on my oh my god my tiktok was blowing up with yeah, yeah. with just ads of people like yeah. wearing these you know like hoodies with puff print and all that stuff um and yeah my i mean I, my whole my whole feed on like instagram too was just a bunch of these uh you know startups and i think that's probably like going back to like yeah like the pandemic situation where a lot of people got inspired and like just sitting around you know like they're just chilling at home and they're We're like getting oh. collabs of the century like what the hell supreme and burberry's coming out we got like louis vuitton oh my gosh like, <laughs> yeah I, I don't even know i don't even know i mean all i'm saying is that just like i guess this really inspired people to just like who were just kind of chilling at home to be like you know what like let me let me do something <laughs> let, me, let me start start a brand of my own you know i definitely am not gonna say the pandemic was like a totally bad thing for uh those you know those entrepreneurs out there no, you guys like echoed exactly what I was thinking. Like, I think the rise of TikTok along with when the pandemic happened, it was like such good timing because fashion was a thing on YouTube and Instagram before, but because of like the length of short form content, it just made it possible for a lot more content in general just to pop up on your feeds. And with everyone being at home, people are a lot more open to trying out different like smaller businesses, smaller brands. So I think in general covid it did really great things for people that wanted to start businesses i'll tell you right now tiktok is i mean we're, we're still learning tiktok but it has honestly been an amazing app the amount of views we will get on like just one video is absolutely insane sometimes we'll get even more views than instagram which is kind of crazy to say yeah i think tiktok has actually been quite an amazing thing especially during the pandemic so you know you combine those two and you just get like this, you know, amazing sandwich. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just the best way I can say it because that's, that's literally what's happening. What advice do you guys have for someone who might be listening that might be thinking about starting a clothing brand? First thing I would say is, do you have the time? It's a huge, uh, it's, it's a, it takes a lot of time to start a, com a company in general. But personally, I would say before you do anything in life, I think you should have an intention. And I think... 
when you have a true intention, it'll drive your motivation and it will definitely help when you try designing and everything will just get into a certain perspective. It'll fit in a spot if you have a true intention and, and that motivation will spawn from that true intention. And when you have a direction that you want to go towards, everything will become easier because you know exactly what needs to be done to get that intention through. With, uh, with our attention, it's trying to make sure that Arabic becomes mainstream and something that everyone can wear. If we didn't have that intention, I don't think we would know what to create, what type of designs to make, what type of stories we're trying to tell, how our website should even look like, how our Instagram media and social media pictures should try to convey, you know, it, it, with intention. I think it helps a lot when you start a company that'll spawn your motivation and that'll put everything into place to know exactly how you want to go through with it and how to attack it head on. I'm going to go off of what Ziad just said right now, but you you have to understand that your business is your brainchild. You want to raise it right. I mean, you have to make sure that the money is being well spent. You have to make sure it's getting the attention it's ne it needs, just everything about it. And if you kind of just, you know, throw it to the side, guess what? Everyone's going to forget about it. And, you know, it's not going to get the love that it needs and it's not going to end up growing into this, you know, big success that you want it to. So ensuring that you give it the time that you need as to what Ziad just said, you know, like, do you have the time? You have to have the time, you know, you can't just say like, oh, uh, let me, you know, just have this like adrenaline rush of like, I'll work on it for a really long time, get something out and then just don't come back to it. It's, it's not, it, that's not how business works. You can't do it like that. You have to give it the love it needs and make sure you are just really, really marketing it out there. You know, like I said earlier before, you know, nobody knows who you are. You're a nobody. So you have to make sure, you know, people are getting that message of like, oh yeah, like, aren't you that guy that runs this? It's like, yeah, of course, you know, like that's me. So making sure that you, you advertise yourself, you market yourself, people know who you are. That's what's really going to make your business grow. It's not always about the money. It is not always about the money. I'll tell you that right now. Money, of course, I'm not going to you know sugarcoat it. It will help in you know a lot of aspects of your business. But at the end of the day, you have to be a somebody. You know, People need to know where you're at or who you are. Uh, so I think that's really important. But yeah, of course, just you know, taking your time and you know, of course, like talking to your friends about it and just you know, really educating yourself about running a business, that is what will make you successful. And of course, it's all trial and error. It's all trial and error. You know, you're going to have your ups and your downs. So just practicing and, you know, giving it the attention it needs, that's what's going to make your business grow. And that's how you're going to make a really successful brand. I, I want to say two things. If I was speaking to someone directly and they have a business idea as well, I want to say two things. One, don't be afraid to shoot your shot. When we made our first shirt, it was great but there was a lot of flaws. We wouldn't have known about those flaws if we didn't shoot that shot and make that shirt. It wasn't our favorite design. It wasn't our favorite materials. And it was not the vision that we had. But if we didn't make that shirt, we wouldn't have known what to improve. That was important. I feel a lot of people these days are very, very, very like uh, anxious on doing that first step. But if you don't do that first step, how are you going to know how to improve or what to do? You know, it, it, th That is the required part. Don't be afraid to shoot that shot. Second, consistency. There's nobody out there that can be successful without consistency. You go around on, on the TV and what do you see? A McDonald's ad. And you know exactly the same. You know the song. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. You know all their menu. You know their french fries. You know exactly every single aspect about it. Because consistency, you see an ad about it every, every single second. A new product, a new idea, you know. It's that consistency that makes a brand super popular. They're always prevalent. They're always making something. They're always doing something. Consistency is key to success. You guys love McDonald's so much. You guys better do a collab with them. <laughs> yeah, you know, okay. I mean, look, I'll be Look, I, I love McDonald's. All. That wasn't necessary. <laughs> you didn't have to do the whole theme song. <laughs> McDonald's, uh, no, you need to stop, bro. Okay, but hey, you know what? Maybe we'll do like a meal with them or something someday. That'd be awesome. That would, that would be cool. <laughs> you know, ha have a uh, a for real, <laughs> like your entire origin story, like it it all connects back to McDonald's. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, a uh, limited edition. It comes out at two a.m. Uh, halal, um, Big Mac. You know, I love that, that. Yeah, I love that. yeah, that would that would be pretty amazing. I will say though, the uh, that funny story about that t-shirt that Ziad had just mentioned 
Um, if you were to look at the t-shirt that we first ever made when we were starting Naeem, you wouldn't believe us compared to what we have now. I mean, from the quality to the design to the actual, like, you know, the font and the stitching and the embroidery, you would be like, no way you guys made this. Like, yeah. It- Is the shirt you guys are referring to, because I'm literally looking at your website right now, is the shirt you guys are referring to the one that says Naeem but in like English letters? Uh, All right, you weren't supposed to see that, but <laughs> no, I'm joking. No, no, yeah, yeah, it was that one. It was that one. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Like it's it's just elevated now, you know, with the embroidery and the Arabic calligraphy. Oh yeah, and you know what? This also comes with the trial and error I had mentioned. Cause man, you will not believe. Probably like I want to say almost the hardest part besides like the media like getting yourself out there was finding a supplier i mean my goodness like finding a supplier was so difficult because you know you need we're not making the clothes ourselves i don't got a sewing machine in my room or anything you know like (laughs) i don't know about ziad but like i mean that was probably the hardest part because you know we need to make sure that okay like what we're getting is going to be high quality what they can do you know is to our standards stuff like that but with that for sure is you know we just had somebody from like atlanta bust out a screen printed shirt and man it was really not that good i'll be honest i'm not gonna sugarcoat it yeah it was not that good but um you know that honestly i'm not mad about that you know that event happening in my in the whole like you know naim process because we were able to learn off of that like okay you know what no let's get this material instead let's put more cotton let's uh embroider this time let's do like french terry the whole the whole nine yards so you know we were able to just kind of like learn off of our mistakes and better ourselves in this aspect and we were able to come out with some really amazing stuff and it's only going to get better honestly yeah say that again Oh, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Crazy things planned for sure. At the end of the day, it's a process. Like I always tell people, you can't wait for the perfect moment or when you're fully ready for something. At the end of the day, you just kind of have to like launch now and like adjust later. And you're going to learn from the mistakes that you're inevitably going to make. So I'm glad you guys still have that picture up on your website because then people can see how far you guys have come. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I think it's definitely a memorable thing, you know, of like, you know, yeah, this is where we started and look where we're at now. And it just makes me appreciate the brand even more, honestly. It makes me, yeah, really happy with like, you know, the quality that it's come to. Exactly. So where do you guys see Naeem in five years? I I, I see Naeem on... uh, you know, in New York, on all the bill. Wait. Oh my. Uh, no, no. <laughs> uh, personally, I see Naeem being definitely bigger than what it is now. And what do I mean by bigger? I think definitely supporting the community a lot more, doing a lot more collabs with nonprofit organizations. And I think the main point that I really want to want to want to say here is, we're a design company. So far, we've done only clothes, but a design company doesn't just do clothes. So in five years, I definitely see us going out into different parts of the of, of of I guess content creation, rather than just creating clothes. We want to start creating like a cool Ramadan dish set, you know, some really awesome uh, cultural clothes. We want to get into architectural clothing, actually building new types of clothing uh, that's inspired by Arabic culture. I mean, we have a book that um, Late's grandfather. He was a friend of this one historian and he would go around all of the Middle East and and put in his diary of all these images and and the experiences that he felt. And this book is kind of like a little tablet that we can use to relive these moments back in the 1900s when when Middle Eastern culture was probably the most pure at its form. And reliving that, I think we can better convey exactly those type of feelings that we get from that tablet and at the same time creating better clothes with better designs uh more acceptable uh world worldwide you know uh and on top of that actually creating a story that that we can convey better so i think that's that's where i see yeah um i think for me i well first of all i'll definitely say i think it's going to be uh bigger than what it is now you know inshallah at least to say I think that just, um, you know, as long as we, like, continue giving Naeem the love that it needs and deserves, it will definitely 
grow and grow and grow. And I would 100% like, kind of like what Ziad said, I'd like to see uh, more collaborations, you know, especially with like other Muslim communities or nonprofit organizations. I'd 100% love to see, uh, you know, collabs with, you know, some bigger name uh, companies. McDonald's? Okay, McDonald's is probably like number one, honestly. No, okay. <laughs> I think the Muslim community, like the communities we're talking about, that actually give us a lot of inspirations, like Five Pillars. Everyone knows about them. Uh, Muz Central, Rasta Official. And then there's a... That- um, I think Pally Roots. Those guys are, they're very good. Uh, and also ones that are very well known is like Care. Uh, but of course we have to start, you know, locally. So like, uh, we'll go back to our roots, at like collaborating with the YBC, Yassin. Um, but five years from now, definitely like, you know, it's it's always hard to depict what the future will come or, you know, the outcome of the future will be. But I think it, it'll be safe to say that it'll definitely, Naim will definitely be bigger than what it is right now. And I just hope to see that, you know, more people recognize the brand uh, for what it is. And, you know, it just, it really makes me happy when I see people, you know, appreciating not, not just the brand itself, but the culture and, you know, having appreciation for Arabic writing itself. You know, and, and that's kind of the aspect of what we wanted to do. Like I said, we didn't want to just make it into this like, you know, bubble of, oh, only Muslim people can wear this. It's like, well, this is for everybody. You know, Arabic is not just a Muslim, you know, uh, language. You know, I mean, I know I know some people who are uh, like Korean and they speak better Arabic than me. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> I think I think I see it in a better place than what it is right now. I'm hoping we get some more collaborations because. Uh, that would be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Inshallah, I think big things are definitely on the horizon for you guys. I look forward to seeing you guys grow. And where can the audience follow you on social media to see you guys pursue your journey? We got our main website, naimdesign.com. That's where you can find our lookbooks. You can find our articles of clothing and catalog. You can order straight from there. We have like a promotion going on. You know, I got to plug it. You know, if you order sixty uh, $60 worth of items, you get free shipping. So check it out while it's on. Uh, Instagram, Naeem underscore design. We will post all of our uh, collections. We will put on our stories some updates. Uh, there's a few fan accounts. There's one, Naeem Updates. That's a fan account made by one of our fans. And they usually leak stuff. So we actually uh, collaborate with them, giving them some items beforehand so they can leak stuff. So you can follow that one as well. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on TikTok at Naeem, Naeem Design. You can also find us on Twitter. We don't use that one as much, but we have that. Oh, and, and YouTube. We do have a YouTube. It's called Naeem Clothing on YouTube. Uh, we like posting videos for every collection, uh, each one with a different like feeling and emotion. So we have two for the past two drops. We don't have one for the latest one, but we will make one for that one soon. So check those videos out because we're really proud about those. Those are really awesome. So Naeem Clothing on YouTube as well. And I will have all of these links in the show notes for anyone that wants to check it out. Uh, thank you guys both for being on the podcast today. This has honestly been like a great conversation. I know I've learned so much from you guys. So yeah, no, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. I mean, th- th- these questions were not easy. I-, I remember I was talking to Ziad about it, and I was like, "Man, th- she is really asking us some <laughs> difficult questions." I had to think about these, <laughs> but thank you, thank you so much. By the way, for for understanding everything. I mean, you, you're you're such a hard worker, and uh, you definitely thought through these questions. Uh, we had to study these ones beforehand, <laughs> but overall you, you're doing a great job and we want to see you thrive as much as we want to see ourselves thrive as well. So we help the community out and, and, uh, inshallah we we strive in the end inshallah so i hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode make sure to check out the show notes to follow naeem on all of their various platforms and social handles i will have all the relevant links to all of that in the show notes i would love to hear any feedback you guys have so make sure to rate and review this podcast whether that be on the apple podcast app or on spotify i'm sharing kind reviews over on the podcast instagram disclaimers aside weekly that's at disclaimers aside make sure to follow that if you want to be a part of the community and if you're not already subscribe and share this podcast to someone that you think could benefit from hearing even one thing from this conversation i look forward to chatting with you all next week bye Bye.